Welcome back to the Unplugged Health Series podcast. This is part two. If you haven't uh, listened to episode 27, part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that before continuing with this episode, which carries on from last week's podcast. So sometimes our behaviors are triggered from unprocessed emotions from, from left field. We, we wouldn't even associate. A conscious brain says, it must be because of this, yep. it must be because of that. My pet hamster died around, and then you go back, and sometimes there's some, some, some really significant shifts that have happened in childhood or, or, or how we processed emotions, have, which have left uh, chinks or we stuck. Um, and we don't realize that we've created a link. Um, and that doesn't have to be with food, it can be with a whole lot of other coping mechanisms, relationships and all sorts. Um, but you, without going through and exploring that, you can spend a huge amount of time um, chasing your own tail with oh, what, yeah. you know, yeah, straight, when I go out, go out, I won't have a dessert, I won't do this, or we're going to punish ourselves, or we're going to carry guilt, or it's just strong old willpower will get me through. But without understanding the why, it's, it's, you really are up against it. I think it's looking at, as we said, looking at those, speaking to someone who knows the emotional side of things, and not, not necessarily has to experience it themselves, but I've done a lot of research on it. But also, I mean, I used to personally beat myself up about it. I would then under-eat for the next three days. I would then go on the treadmill or whatever, do like an extra two hours of cardio. But essentially realizing that, and we've said it before, no one gets fat by eating a donut. No one gets healthy by eating a salad. Yeah. It's about the consistency. But if you come from a sporting or performance background, you are have this kind of inbuilt little trigger saying, well, like, I should be able to beat this. I should be able to outrun it or outbeat it or, you know, stronger willpower or, or as I said, that element of that, that guilt element, well, I've just got to override it. I've got to man up and just push up. Get back through. on the boat. If you fall yeah. in and you can't swim, someone hands you a life jacket and you get back on the boat. Yeah. You don't just stay there in the wet getting freezing cold and catch hyperfermia. And I think the key with it is, as we said, is it's emotional eating. The emphasis is that there's an emotional connection. So if you just focus on the eating, so right, this is what a healthy diet and, and you know, emotional eating we can be all the way, you know, eating salads and veggies and you know, a really good diet, but then a, a stressful episode or trigger, and next thing they're off and there's emotional eating. It doesn't mean that you're you eating, eating rubbish or, eat, or eating badly all year round, I mean, all week round, but it's identifying that as soon as there's stress or then there's an emotional trigger. What about the emotional eating, to throw it all the way around, of people being emotionally eating as that they are fixated on eating healthily all the time? Again, it's, are they worried about the judgment? Of, of what are they trying to be healthy for? Is it to get in better shape? Are you happy with where you're at? And is it for a health reason, all these sorts of things? Because again, I've been down that road, uh, road and it was a horrible place to be in, but also, I would find myself that, I mean, even now, if I don't want something, I won't have it. And if I'm served something, I've just travelled. If I was served on a plane and I didn't want it, I wouldn't have it. And before, I used to have something it and took me all, just to it please took other me people. Flying back and forth from South Africa um, through the years, it took me uh, you know, a number of years ago, it took me a while to actually be comfortable with the idea that I would pay money and eat something at the airport and not eat on the plane. Mm -hmm. Because there was this element of that I paid for the plane. Um, so I kind of burnt that they would give me some food. So I would watch a movie 
I would be in my own space, so that was kind of like, I can sit and watch a movie, and I've got a choice of what I can eat, so it, was, it took me a while to actually be comfortable, but, yeah. but I'd eat on the plate. And, and actually, it, I travel better, and I feel better the next day, cause yeah. it, so it's not quite emotionally eating, but it was kind of actually being comfortable Habits. with Habits being like losing, it. because realizing that actually sometimes, um, that what we think we're getting out of the food, it doesn't deliver. Because if it did, we wouldn't be wanting to keep going back for more and more. Massively. And so it's, it is awareness is the number one thing. And I think, again, that if food is seen as fuel, and you are happy in other places in your life, as we said, that with the healthy side of things, and it's not impacting your life, if your friends are all into the healthy eating, and when you go out, it's healthy eating, then fair enough. But if, like I used to be, I would miss social events, I'd miss my best friend's wedding because I couldn't eat my healthy food. I can remember yeah. earlier days, Justin, you and uh, you kind of, I think, uh, mentioning things of going out to a social occasion where you take your own food. Yeah. And almost be then being kind of like the odd one because it's like, why is he bringing his own food? We've gone out to a restaurant. Yeah, I've done it before and then now I managed to find something, but whenever I go to a restaurant, I don't have to have the big burger and fries or anything like that. I can have salad with burger, no bun, those sorts of things, but I'll still go out and enjoy the food. And then sometimes I'll be like, screw it. I, I wanna have the fries, I wanna have the bun and everything. But those times were, most of the time I just didn't go out. But that's also conscious eating, where I think a lot of emotional eating is very subconscious. Mm -hmm. You kind of almost find yourself that you've eaten the whole chocolate bar, but you don't really remember enjoying it all. It's just, yeah. just and then you get or people are, and you keep people are, and I put my head out. I've done it. You go into the supermarket to grab one or two things, and next thing you get home, you go, "There's a there's a Snicker bar in there," yeah. and you go, "I don't really need that," but you realize that you've looked at it and gone, "Oh, you know." And we can always justify it in all sorts. So I think, it's, I a, think it's a big, it's a big thing. I think most people, I'm sure, will, will identify at some level because I think we have an emotional connection with food. Yeah, definitely. And also, there's. Um, but can we have a can we have a positive emotional connection with food? Because then it implies that an emotional connection of food is bad. But actually, I think emotional connection with food can be positive if if food is part of. Say for example, uh, I don't know, we don't have Thanksgiving here, but the concept say the like Christmas, Christmas lunch or something, we have family getting together. The I challenge is where the focus is on the food or is it a focus on the social occasion which is, which is enhanced or made better because the food brings us together. So food is hugely social and it's a time where you can share things and stuff. Rather than it has to be emotional eating, it doesn't have to be a totally negative thing if it's associated with an improve, a better emotion. Yeah. And you're not sitting in the cupboard by yourself, yeah. you know, munching the Harry Potter under the stairs, yeah, with your wand. But yeah, um, what was the other one I was going to talk about? Oh, it, it came up the other day on on someone was saying something on, on Facebook, and it said, "Go on, one won't hurt," but that can lead someone into triggering to then eat a lot more. But also, I think when, when people say you can have one of anything, you can have one of everything, I think that then comes to self-respect and respecting your body. If you know something is going to actually harm your body because you're intolerant to it or anything like that, if you're avoiding something because of that reason and someone says one won't hurt, they also might be emotional eating and trying to justify it themselves. Yeah. And that's, Do you that's think, though, that... 
not only with emotional eating, but with eating and healthy, the consequences aren't immediate. So we kind of we we just get away with it. A bit like the cigarette smoker. You know, you have a cigarette, you're not really picking up the negative effects of that there and then. It's accumulative. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the classic, I'll give up next day, I'll do things. But um, I know it's a bit off, off track with emotional eating, but it's that element that I'm not paying the price. So right now, the so-called benefit seems to outweigh the... The consequence. I think that is actually on on point with uh, emotional eating because you get into it and then you want to eat more and more and then you think, oh, well, if I just eat it all at once now, I'm not going to get the consequence or I'm just going to go to the toilet and just get rid of it the next day or that sort of thing. And even to the point where some people, and I've done it in the past, had laxatives and stuff. And yeah. But I've been very open about the emotional eating side of things and eating disorder that I've had. And you just think you're just going to have it all go straight through you so you would eat more and more and more so you feel stuffed and what are you actually doing to your insides if that's the case well i can relate to because i you know growing up in a big family it was a case of your food arrives and if you don't it's like one's if you leave out if you leave here uh, um hungry or thirsty it's your it's your that's you being your problem um, and so, you know, there's that whole element of food envy, you go out for a meal, I, you know, I've got a choices, I want, to, I want the, the better one, and all these emotional things that come, come through. And I think we have a lot of, we feel more satisfied when we've got literally a belly full. We're like, I've eaten, I'm stuffed, I've, I feel satisfied. Yeah. That, but that's kind of emotional eating as well. Cause but we, how do you feel, do you feel comfy or do you feel stuffed that you can't walk around? Well, that's that's the trade-off. But initially, the brain is is eating to the point that it's that it feels, you know, satisfied. So I think we become disconnected of what uh, you know, as opposed to like using a number game of eating until you feel, you know, six, seven full, not nine, ten full. Yeah. Um, that that good old um, uh, Monty Python of the peppermint. I don't know if you did you watch it. I've watched them, but one more thing: just the guys eating, eating, and then he eventually explodes yeah. because there's one last peppermint, and the waiter's going, "Just one more peppermint," and then he's like, "Oh no, I'm stuck," and he eats it, and then he explodes. Um, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to look at it on YouTube and all sorts if you've got that sense of humour. <laughs> yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah, but it reminds of that. Just I'm so stuck. No, just one more. You can fit one more in. <laughs> um, you know, for a lot of people, I can fit one more, and then I'll probably be satisfied. Then you go over the top. And then over top, and then you have all the other emotional stuff, and, and you, you know, potentially you've then got the eating disorders, where people then say, like, I've eaten too much, but if I now go, you've got the, the potential bulimia and the, the, the anorexia of all sorts, which are, which are really serious and significant. But then consequences I, I can down see the line. as well that the habits that people are picking up from this is going off course a little bit with like intermittent fasting, it's because they love that feeling and they don't want to diet so then they starve themselves all day and just push through it telling themselves it's all going to be good when in reality they haven't got the blood sugar management to do it they need to actually have food pretty regularly well, uh, it impacts in their sleep yeah but well, i've had i've had uh, patients through the years you know not a lot of them but certainly where they to this to the point that um one was working in a in finance working in uh, her role was to go and find people to chase money and so she, her whole day was either asking for people for money that they owed, and then no one, should we say, no one was phoning her or, or mm-hmm. answering and saying, so thank you very much for calling me. I forgot that I owe you all that money. You thank you for my, I, I will send it now. Yeah. So she, would, she was on a high stress, 
she was trying having to meet targets but also then she was continually getting abuse so uh, she was very conscious about her weight so to deal with the stress and that she would uh, go and have a couple of glasses of wine at lunch that she wouldn't eat because she didn't want to put on weight excuse me so the um so the, the stress element and the emotional side was really throwing her up. So, you know, throwing everything all over the place. So that's to the point of, of um, other emotions in life can really screw up how you're dealing with it, but without addressing the underlying issue. Fast forward, she changed her job and everything changed to change. So eventually she dealt with and identified the underlying issue. And I think that's, that's I think the that's key. the key thing, so awareness of it. But then if you're having problems with your relationship, that is making you emotionally try and fix your relationship. If you have problems with your job that's making you emotionally change your job. Uh, all these different yeah. things, family, friends, uh, and financially, all these things. It's, it's try and fix the actual thing that's causing the emotional eating rather than the emotional eating. And it I think should fix itself. The key thing also because you are dealing with emotions, they are things. Either work on them if there's some biggies it's on a more professional basis. People. Um, but certainly on the on the real push, which is good at the moment, of making people more aware on the on mental health side of things. Definitely. Talk, you know, whether that's to a close friend, someone probably initially start that saying, this is what we're going, you know, get, get a support network around. It's very difficult to look at those things by yourself. Definitely. Well, guys, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on emotional eating. If you want to share them and drop them in the comments and send us a message or when you come in and you get adjusted by Roger, just let him know. If you've got any questions, again, yeah, let, let us, us know. know. And if there's any topics you want us to cover as well, again, let us know. And if we can't help, as always, we're more than, uh, we're connected with a lot of other health professionals. We can always uh, make recommendations and uh, perhaps steer in a, in a direction if we can't help you directly. Thanks very much. Take care. We'll see you soon.